0: Mr. Byrne says that the truth will come out and that the newspapers will eat their words. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll wait and see what comes of this case going forward. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. The man suspected of murdering his girlfriend, Kirsty Ward, in a Spanish hotel has released a selfie video from his prison denying he'd anything to do with her death and claiming that the truth will out. But 30-year-old Keith Byrne remains under investigation and in custody, despite his claims. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the unusual video which is spread far and wide on social media, about the tragic victim at the centre of the case and about separate developments in Spain, about a bizarre weapons cachet linked to the Kinnahan mob. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. A very unusual video uh, popped up on social media this week. We're going to have a little listen to it. This is Keith Byrne, a man suspected of murdering his girlfriend in a Spanish hotel. Hey, Ro. Send this to everyone, will you? Um, I love you all so much. So, so much. I love you. I'm okay. I'm safe. Going to school, fucking learning the Spanish, going to gym, swimming, playing football. A1, I'm fucking A1. I'm in a low security unit. And um, there's no violence here, nothing like that. It's not allowed or allowed to get fucked out. All the prisoners are on the sus. They don't let anyone act the boss because it fucks them all up. So it's A1. So I love you one So I'll worry like that. And the obvious reason I didn't do it because they found the girl dead. I love you all very much. And just keep this video if you ever want to watch it. I love you, right on my heart. We'll see you all soon. Now, where did that video emerge from, and how, in the name of God, does a guy in prison in Spain release a video, of a selfie of himself like that?
1: Well, I don't know um, exactly what is what is the context in the Spanish prison. Um, yeah, he's in a low security unit. Obviously, the system in Spain is very different to the system we have in Ireland, as we've spoken about this before, um, but the basic situation is um, Keith Byrne, who's got an address in Dunleary and County Mead, but is originally from the, the north side of Dublin, he's been held uh, in connection with the the death of, of uh, Kirsty Ward, um, but in Spain, very different than Ireland, somebody can be held... They're nominated as a person of interest, effectively in a case, but they're not charged, as they will be, as as they will be in Ireland. It's a very different thing. Um, so he's being held in this low security prison in Spain. I'm totally unaware as if, if they're allowed to have mobile phones. They're certainly like in all prisons. I'm sure they're allowed access uh, to their families. But this is recorded in in his his prison cell, effectively, and he opens a video by saying. Can you share this with everybody, you know, basically his family and friends? And obviously, then he proceeds in the video. It's about a minute long in total. He describes, um, he, you know, describes being in prison, saying it's, you know, there's, it's, it's fine. It's, there's no violence in there. And he's playing football. He's learning Spanish. you know, all the prisoners know the sus, it's it's fine. Uh, you know, he sends messages to his family. And then he says, uh, in connection uh, with the death of Kirsty Ward, um, that obviously, you know, I didn't do it. Um, and that he found, uh, who he describes as, um, I found that girl dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Some um,
0: hours after, she was obviously dead a few hours or something, he but says. That's exactly what he says.
1: Yeah. Now, obviously uh it was uh, Kirsty Ward was was found dead in uh, the Hotel Magnolia in Salou on the 2nd of January um now was Kirsty Ward on holidays with Keith Byrne were they in a relationship yeah that's as, as far as we are aware yeah. they were in a relationship in uh, not a long term relationship had been together for a short period of time and um, she's a mother of one from from Dundrum Um, That's in South Dublin. In South Dublin. Um, They hadn't seemed to have been in a long-term relationship. Um, They went over there on holidays together. Um, She was obviously found, uh, you know, the the police are treating it as a homicide or as a murder. Um, She died a violent death, um, not to get into the specifics of it. Very, very tragic. We've had a lot of... um, contact from people who knew her just on a on a casual basis, you know, universally describing her as in such glowing terms, mm. beautiful person, uh, you know, very attractive young woman, great mother, you know,
0: really yeah, the child c- the child wasn't with her.
1: The child was not with her. They
0: were there together on their own.
1: Yeah. And not to get into
0: it. But she died a violent death. Um, the reports are that she had been
1: strangled. Is that something that's contested by no, I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't believe it's contested. Right. It's just, again, it's the system of how these things are reported. Um, because there's no, in Ireland, obviously, if somebody is to be held in connection with a, a murder investigation, they can be arrested, but ultimately they have to be charged or released. Mm. At the point at which they're charged, the Gardaí will bring them to court and describe, in very general terms, what they're charged with. Um because in Spain, um, somebody can be held as a suspect. There was a hearing. It was a, a private hearing that the media were not allowed to attend. Um, so the details of of the case are not explained. Mm-hmm. This is what we believe. This has been what's reported that 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 she died of violent death. Mm-hmm. You know, due to strangulation, been widely reported. Just obviously, the system is different.
0: So, so from my knowledge of it, the police investigate a crime. Any crime, be it a murder or you know, a drug crime or whatever, they gather their information and they hand the investigation over to the magistrate, to the judge, and the judge proceeds to then investigate. So the judge will is in a position that they can quiz suspects, uh, people of interest, um they can bring in, they can quiz the police.
1: Yeah, and witnesses.
0: And witnesses and stuff. So the magistrate essentially takes over the investigation. Yeah. And that can go on for a long time. It is, um, you know, it has been criticised that some people are in custody for a long time before any decision is made about the case. Um, It's a different system. It is what it is. Um, But clearly the video was purposely taken and it was the point of doing it was for it to be shared.
1: The point of doing... I mean, it says it in, in the yeah. opening of the video that, mm. uh, you know, requesting it, it is shared widely. Um, obviously, that... He's that,
0: confident looking in the video, I have to say, Mr Byrne.
1: Yeah, he does look confident. I mean, we don't... He looks confident and he looks uh, clear-headed. And, yeah. Um, you know, doesn't look particularly stressed out. Don't know that it's a stressful situation. I mean, we don't... You know, obviously, keep keep Byrne has not... Um, what we know of him, he's been involved in very minor criminal cases. That's the only cases on record. Um, one of those was involved with, in a very sort of low-level petty crime. Uh, one of his co-accused in that case was Kaylen Smith, who obviously went on to uh, many, many years later, and there's no real belief that they remained in contact, but many years later, obviously, Kaylen Smith would be Um, convicted in connection with the attempted murder of Mago Gately uh, as part of the feud. I mean, there's no suggestion that Keith Byrne is involved in in anything like that. That's the guys. I think they were both, you know, 19, 20 years old at the time or something around then. Exactly. So, I mean, that was his only... uh, time that he's mm. he's been in the public before. Um, so the murder happened
0: on July 2nd Sunday and the body of um, Kirsty Ward was found in the Magnolia Hotel at 9.30pm
1: that night. Is her body still in Spain? Well, um, there hasn't been a funeral service yeah. yet. Um, again, do you know, how these things operate may be slightly different. Obviously, there be post-mortem investigations um, and and that type of stuff but there mm. hasn't been a public funeral the family have appealed for for privacy um you know and and you know that's the, that's the reality they're a grieving family mm. um but we have received a lot of messages just about her and people really, you know, have been very devastated about it and seems to be one of those, uh, you know, she seems to have been a, a wonderful sort of mother and it's horrendous. much, much, you know, so it's very, yeah, it is. A, Going on a,
0: holidays and then, I mean, the
1: shock for a family to yeah. get a phone call. Yeah, like
0: exactly. That, I right? mean,
1: it's, 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 you know, it's beyond comprehension yeah. And, Obviously, then as well, there's the fact that something happens in a foreign country and just that people want to know and can't find out what has happened um, and all of that. Though I know a guard liaison officer has been with the family.
0: It just just adds layers, I'm sure, to the trauma as well. And even just having to fly over there and negotiate all that and airports and the public of it. Like, I mean, tragedy at home is hard enough, even when you can lock yourself away in your own house and yeah. um obviously then her child yeah what, what age is the child you know don't know um
1: you know not to get yeah. Th- yeah but i mean look it's it's it's
0: you know i mean you'd be trying to protect the child from stuff on the news yeah. from whatever else you can totally understand that as well how do you break these things to kids that just don't know
1: no i mean it's terrible yeah just terrible for the family Yeah, I know and, it's brighton and-
0: people affected by it whatever the outcome is but anyway um obviously we'll be following this story as it Continues, um. I noticed that during the course of his his self or his yeah his video selfie that um that Mr. Byrne says that the truth will come out and that the newspapers will eat their words. So yeah, yeah we'll we'll wait and see what comes of this case going forward. Um, staying on Spain though, um, like we go back of course as always to our kinahan organization because they were so embedded down there on the Costa del Sol for so long. And we've spoken before about how in 2016, when Daniel and Christopher Kinnahan left the Costa and headed for Dubai, they didn't pick up all their goods and chattels and go. They kind of went and left behind quite a lot of the Kinahan organization. Yeah. Um, and last year, when Johnny Morrissey was arrested uh, in a big operation, you could clearly see that a lot of what they left behind was their money laundering end of their, their organization. We know that they always had been purchasing properties down around the cost that they owned themselves. Quite a number of properties around Estepona, um, around uh, Marbella, around Porto Benus, all the sort of the high-end locations, actually, and, and up in the hills of Benahavis. They're all the pretty expensive parts of that yeah. neck of the woods. But... Um, Last May, unknowns to us, there was a, uh, as part of the Johnny Morrissey, uh, larger, wider investigation and probe, there was a apartment raided by the police in Spain, and an absolute massive cache of weapons yeah. were discovered. It's only this news has only been sort of released in recent weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a phenomenal amount. I'm actually just going to read out some of the uh, some of what was found. I mean they yeah. described them as weapons of war in the Spanish media. Um, you know, so the hall consisted of thirty pistols, eight submachine guns, twelve shotguns, two revolvers, fifteen silencers, eight hacksaws, and thirty balaclavas, as well as tracking devices and ammunition. And all of the guns had the, the serial numbers arrays, which basically means they're they're scraped off with a mm-hmm. with a machine so they can't be traced. Um so I mean it's an incredible uh, uh you know. An incredible weapon stash, you know. I mean, this is so obviously it happened in, a year ago. It comes out this week. Colonel's Operation Rambo. Operation yeah. Rambo, yeah, yeah. Um and so it seems how they, it was discovered was these weapons were left in in this apartment. Um that uh obviously something had spooked the people who 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 had stored them there because um they stopped paying the rent, stopped paying the utility bills. Um That ultimately led somebody to check on the apartment and they never came back for the guns, basically, which seems to have been a big surprise to Spanish police. Obviously, the people who had left the guns there became paranoid and thought we're going to be under surveillance, which is something that happens quite a lot. Mm. Um, You know, if a drug shipment comes into Ireland, it'll sit in the port or the police will know it's there and they wait for somebody to come along and collect it and then kick into action, you know. But Uh, a drug shipment is going to tell you very little other yeah. than where it
0: originated from. Yeah. Because often the Sinaloa cartel or whoever yeah. they're purchasing from will put their stamps on the drugs. Yeah. Or they'll have a particular stamp for a particular uh, grouping. Wasn't Peter Fatso Mitchell in um, Wales? Didn't the he have Avengers? The, the Avengers was, it? Was, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. was on his stuff. So presumably that's all very funny when it's all working for yeah. them, but not so funny when it's it's nabbed. But like guns... Despite the fact that the serial serial numbers may have been erased from those guns, their ballistics is quite an important science and a gun barrel can tell a lot. So if if a victim, for example, uh, um, has been uh, there could be an unsolved murder case, gangland murder case around the costa, that could now be linked to some of those guns because you don't need the serial number on no, them in order to match it. them to unsolved cases. So it's an extraordinary thing to leave behind. Yeah. Uh, no matter how paranoid maybe you got or how quickly you needed to move, it's an extraordinary amount of weapons to yeah. keep in an apartment.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And from my knowledge of organized crime and gangland or whatever, which is definitely, I'm not claiming to be an absolute expert on it, but from people I would talk to, um, there's one of those sort of rules that you don't keep your weapons inside your house No, and you certainly don't keep them in a rental apartment that could have, I mean, an apartment in particular where there's probably CCTV, there's probably key cards going in and out the gates of it, um, I, this is a strange story. It is a strange it's story. It's not all as it seems, I, I imagine.
1: No, and I mean, it's it's obviously it's in the, the Spanish newspapers and they are very clearly linking them to the Cunahan cartel. Yeah, I mean, openly and explicitly, not necessarily in the formal police statements, but in very detailed uh, ways in the leading Spanish newspapers, the very respectable and... yeah. You know, the the broadsheet types. Just like ourselves, exactly. 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 Spanish. But I mean, they're saying, so what they're actually saying is that there's a DNA trace of a senior Kennan cartel member has been found on some of the weapons. That's what's printed. It's printed through a source, Mm -hmm. you know. And we know. We know that the the Irish
0: Guardi haven't been formally informed of the actual yes. links. They don't know any more
1: other than what they're probably reading at the moment and yeah. hearing themselves. No, so I mean exactly. And this but this is what is being said and it's also being linked in, in a general way to the investigation into Johnny Mammercy. Now it could be that there's the, the the DNA profile is of a UK citizen. Because obviously, UK citizens, particularly in that part of Spain, would have been very senior people within the Cunanan cartel, um, or it may be that this hasn't gone back or it's not confirmed, but it's certainly been linked to the Cunanan cartel, and it's you know just even the scale of it sh- must shows that it's a proper uh, this is some a serious organised crime.
0: Yeah. Whether oh, th- absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, that's the amazing amount of weapons. I think it's probably like one of the biggest it is the biggest
1: seizure they've had. I think had in they Spain. said that. I think yeah. they said that and it's
0: I mean this is bigger than what was found in bomber stash in, in Green Oak.
1: Green Oak, yeah. So I mean um, it's something on on that scale. I mean whether these these uh guns were moved from somewhere else and ended up and in an apartment. In the apartment. I mean that like you see, I suppose whenever you're
0: we're are operating without we're operating on what we, we're garnering from people we'd respect in the media yeah. in Spain for getting yeah. stuff right, okay? So we know definitely that there's a link to the Kinahan organization that's some DNA. But the Kinahan organization, headed, of course, by Daniel Kinnahan, is a very peculiar grouping that do very peculiar things. And we know that they are under a huge amount of stress and and threat, really, out in Dubai. Yeah, um control is slipping away. Uh, they're aware they're going to be lifted at some point. There's massive paranoia, and there has been for a long time, about keeping people loyal. Yeah. And um, you'd wonder, with this kind of a thing, has it not been perhaps created, the situation created by somebody within the Kinhan organisation, they'd be perfectly capable of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're remember as well that they're, you know, they're not, <laughs> not necessarily a united happy family no. uh, in terms of there's there's multiple factions, even within the Irish wing of the Guinan cartel. There's these multiple factions that can rival each other while they're all put under this broad umbrella. So, I mean, no doubt that's the same in Spain. And yeah. there's, there's certainly there's a lot of uh, there's the UK arm of the people that were being fed by the Kinnan cartel, mm. you know, they're they're certainly strong within in in that part of Spain, you know.
0: Mm. I mean, look, there's, that's just, I mean, I'm just speculating there. I'm just saying it is, I think that grouping and with Daniel Kinnan at the head is capable of anything. Yeah. And it's capable of creating extreme circumstances to keep people loyal yeah. or to remind people that, yeah. you know. So what we know is that there was two, and all I, the only information I have is that two foreign guys were living in the yeah. apartments. They weren't Irish. They weren't English. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what nationality they were, but that they were living in the apartment and they have gone missing. Um, But that there's DNA on some of the weapons yeah. and that the weapons were discovered because they were abandoned, basically. Yeah. I mean, this was, we're saying it's part, it's around the time of the Johnny Morrissey yeah. arrest, as opposed to being one of the raids. No, certainly not. No. So the discovery was made because the place was literally left abandoned The bills weren't paid.
1: Yeah, um, very strange. Very strange. I mean, even in the Spanish papers, they're describing not just the the, the you know the, the the danger of having these weapons on the streets, but mm-hmm. also the the huge financial cost of them. I think they say one of these pistols is worth five hundred. Uh, you know, it's worth. I can't even remember the figure they're putting out, but they're saying it's so much harder to get, so much more expensive than big blocks of drugs, you know. Um, See, the
0: financial to them is nothing, Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, it, it, they are just billionaires. They don't give a shit if something yeah. is a 5,000 five yeah. quid. It's not like us. But I think with weapons, the mm. biggest risk, the biggest sort of fear with a weapon is that it can be linked to a murder because yeah. you can even link a weapon to a murder that happened, you know, 20, 30 years ago yeah. from the gun, because all guns apparently are nearly have yeah, their own right. fingerprint and the ballistics of them and the barrel of them. So you could imagine that people out there who worked perhaps for the Kinnahan organization over the years, and they did carry out a lot of murders. That's how they... And in Spain, a lot that people. aren't always linked to oh, them. Absolutely, most. absolutely. I mean, I know of cases, certainly I've been told of of murders that they committed, that, you know, certainly they aren't even almost officially suspected of. Or or even are officially
1: murdered. There's missing people.
0: Exactly, Uh. missing people. And you hear that all the time from the ether, from the sort of the underworld about, you know, all these sort of killings that they are believed to have been connected with. So they didn't carry them out themselves. Daniel Kinahan didn't pick up a gun and go out and do that himself. Other people did it for them. They were paid to do it for them. There was hit teams at times brought in from Ireland to do it for them. So this dash of weapons being caught if this is yeah a Kinahan stash if this is something that has been used over the decades of the Kinnahans' operations in Spain there could be a lot of people yeah caught up in in investigations around this I mean yeah. this could be a fall of a house of cards for a lot of people yeah you know that could be something that would keep people loyal yeah the fear of being linked to
1: yeah it's interesting though it hasn't made its way back to 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 Ireland uh, information as far as we know and as far as it hasn't
0: made it officially back yeah. through the uh yeah to, to the the channels and so but then you see there is cooperation but at times maybe they don't you know well i think what they're you, still trying to smoke out some information yeah, yeah. Or the, i think in i think
1: intelligence is probably shared a bit less than than the factual when yeah. something is nailed down and um you know look more will be seen, no doubt, about it anyway. Mm. I mean, do you remember when Gilligan was arrested at that time, the
0: Spanish were very sure that they'd got the gun, perhaps, that had been used to kill Veronica Gearan. And yeah. I know the Irish police here just couldn't connect the dots with no, that. They didn't no. believe that Gilligan would have kept that so close by. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so, you know, criminal gangs are usually very... Uh, they don't usually hang on to guns no. like that, that have been used in previous... No, I mean, it, because they can be linked to them. They will have them destroyed and and are yeah. buried or whatever. Um So anyway, look, we'll, we'll yeah, well, do you want to we'll be talking about this again? I know we will. And we'll, we'll be going, talk oh, about my God, we
1: knew there was something really weird with that. Well, talking about something that I said we'd never be talking about again. What, what a great segue into the fact that what? we are again talking about the Regency. Oh, Jonathan Dowdall. yes. He's just not having much luck, is he? No. Well, he's just failed in his appeal against his sentence. Uh sorry, I know. thought
0: you were gonna stop on <laughs> failed. <laughs> well well <He's> just failed. <laughs> well. Um it's yeah, it's going to feel sorry for this guy. Go on, Are what's you?
1: happened? No, I'm not, but go on, what's happened? Um so obviously he'd appealed, he'd he'd been sentenced uh, for his role in in uh in the Regency, basically. Um uh, he'd appealed the, the severity of the sentence. Which, four years. Four years, which kind of, I think, most people would have gone for like four years for, you know, obviously not carrying out a murder, but involvement in the conspiracy around uh, arranging that murder. um you know, four years would have seemed like a quite a short sentence, particularly for somebody with Jonathan Dowdle's uh, criminal history, given the fact that he'd spent a lengthy prison sentence, he was just completing a lengthy prison sentence in recent times for torturing a, a man, an innocent man, over a, a supposed motorbike deal. Um, but Jonathan Dowdle is nothing but not argumentative and, uh, you know, self-regarding and he obviously had brought this appeal um but it was rejected um it's been rejected in in the appeals court um you know they had described it at the time to say if anything it appeared to be quite lenient and in their judgment today the the judges said they would not demur from that observation um in in our view, it has to be seen as lenient, indeed very lenient, the sentence. And if they had any doubts, it would have been that it was too lenient, and in fact could have been uh, less lenient. Basically, mm. um, you know. So it was a it was a very clear and you know clear rejection of it. Yeah. So it effectively means Jonathan Daryl. I mean, I don't know what the months are counting down to, mm. but he's another you know year or so. Whatever it is exactly to spend before going into the witness protection program and beginning his new life uh, abroad, um, and that's that's probably his last appeal. I suppose he could further bring it to. He's a chancer, isn't he? He's a chancer, and I think he's also one of these people. Even what when he works from though, sometimes you know those. Well, it probably people, has chancers that you know if you chance your arm with everything. But well, it probably things. has. It what probably do you call ha- those men that. Um, one extra women, what you call them? Well, I that's been not my area of speciality, and um, I don't know. Uh, carpet bombers, carpet bombers, them. yeah. Well, I think the thing about Jonathan Dowdle is Carp, explain, but well, a carpet bomber, bomber would be, um, yeah, it comes, it's a term, doesn't it, from the Vietnam War where the Americans were looking for the Viet Cong in the jungle. And they'd hear they're they're up around there somewhere. But instead of knowing where they were, they just carpet bomb miles and miles of jungle through Vietnam. And they only have to get lucky once. Yeah. They get their target. So, so Jonathan Dowdle translate pos- that firstly to
0: men on the hunt for women. E, yes, and the carpet bomber is somebody who goes out there and chats
1: up every woman in the room. Yeah,
0: and he and he only has to get yeah. <laughs>
1: so if you get two, if you chat up two hundred women and you get lucky once, you're still the winner. Yeah, even if the, you and don't, don't take rejection doesn't bother. No, the one hundred ninety nine like, rejections are nothing. No, they, they got just the one. Go again. They go for the next one.
0: Yeah. So, Jonathan- translate that now next to Jonathan Dowdle being a chancer. He chances his arm
1: at, at every, every thing. single
0: thing, yes. yeah. at every turn, yeah. and he'll win sometimes.
1: And inarguably, he has won. He's going to set off in his new life yeah. in a period of time. But at, a, at a, every level, he's resisted taking responsibility mm. and appeal to the courts. Another
0: person would, would have put their head down, yeah. sucked up
1: that sentence, yeah. did it, and just hoped to get exactly. the hell away. But instead, Jonathan Dowdle, if, if you look through all of us, even to uh, the, the case involving the 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 waterboarding yeah. he appealed it in small bits yeah. big bits within the trial he he, he had a trial within you a do, trial yes when he was charged with murder in connection with the or the, the regency murder he appealed against the he appealed it before it even came to court. Mm-hmm. He brought uh, appeals against the special criminal court, and um, so he, he's just continued on doing it—carpet yeah. uh, bombing, I suppose, his innocence. Carpet uh, bombing
0: his innocence. I love that. And all the while, we have heard now of
1: Jerry Hutch. He's n- gone on well, an
0: extended holiday or something. Perhaps? Yeah,
1: unlikely to. Be. It doesn't seem to be in the country by all accounts. No, um, there's been,
0: there hasn't been a word of him.
1: No, um,
0: he's probably out there enjoying the sun, the summer, his freedom. Yeah. And um, no doubt he will come back to Dublin, but we don't know what otherwise he's doing. Um, and yeah, and and there's been very little rumblings. I mean, nobody's ever going to say that Kinnahan hutch feud has ended. I don't think it'll ever no. end. But there has been a long period of time, thankfully, that there hasn't been any attempted... Uh, murders or any successful murders, as they would call it.
1: Well, if you look at it in terms of who was driving the feud, particularly in the early days from the Kinnan side in particular, Mm. um, it was very much Thomas Mm Bomber-Cavanagh and Daniel Kinnan. Thomas Bomber-Cavanagh is obviously locked up, you know, his organisation dismantled Um Lean Byrne would have also been somebody who was driving Any word of some him? of that. He's remains on remand in... in, in, in a span Hispan- well, I don't know but if it's in Mallorca, but certainly in a Spanish prison. Um and we just need to find out when
0: the, the next hearing is. Um, yeah, I mean again we it's
1: well, it, it, you know, there would be an extradition hearing. Um it depends if that'll it, happen in Madrid, I believe. That'll happen in Madrid. It depends. I haven't received mm-hmm. the date. Um, again, these hearings are not equivalent to Ireland where they are kind of open court hearings and listed. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be different, but that, that will be the big point. And again, because he's being extradited to the UK as a EU citizen, um, there might be more procedural avenues for him to challenge um, than if... The UK had remained within the EU where it's really a rubber stamping exercise, isn't it? The extradition if you're under EU or warrant. Now, there seems to be a very strong treaty and uh, between the EU and the UK about criminal mm. matters that hasn't uh, suffered any uns- uh, challenges as of this moment. But that will certainly be uh, the next point of call um, and that... Like if you remember many years ago, these extradition hearings were really, really complicated. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll all remember them from when we were growing up to do it between the north and and, uh, down here. Like the the extradition of uh, suspected terrorists went on, could go on for years and years and years. You know, all of that system has been really modernized by the EU that it, it tends to be very, very quick. So we would, you would expect that to happen pretty soon. Mm. I would think, yeah, yeah, you know, possibly this year. Yeah, um,
0: see, all of this will again start coming together.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like pieces of a jigsaw. Yeah,
0: all of it happening in various parts of the world, all moving pieces, and obviously Dubai is sitting there as well, ready to happen at any point. But everything starts coming together, and you can connect. Yeah. And that story in Spain of that those weapons, I know. Is going to come back around again. Yep, And all of a sudden, we will be having a conversation going, Yeah, imagine that's what was going there on. There was an
1: interesting little story we had, we picked up from the Dutch media this week about Raphael Imperiale, the, yeah, the, 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 the mafia uh, guy who'd been an associate of the Kinnons. Um he had been asked to testify, In El Rico had been appealing his sentence. He'd been asked to testify. I think he was allowed to turn it down on this occasion. Mm-hmm. But again, while he turned it down, and it, again, it was slightly confusing because you're looking at it through Google Translate, but yeah. basically, it, he has still made a commitment to give evidence in trials of people that he has relevant knowledge of in the Netherlands. So that was re established again. You see, in the Elrico case, he was extradited from Santiago
0: yeah. in Chile. He yeah. was a partner of uh, Ridu and Tagi. Yeah, I can never work out who is in
1: charge or who is. well I think he was. They were. He was in charge, uh, El Rico, of the kind the, of the export business because yeah. he was bringing. He had the contacts in Chile. He was known he, as the most
0: dangerous. Yeah, in the world. But he, yeah, and he was Peru, really, sorry, yeah, Peru.
1: the the wholesaler of the cocaine, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and that you know, Taghi and and the other. They were really once it landed in Europe, they were the distributors of it to a degree. But they obviously had people over there in in Peru and Chile working with El Rico. So
0: he has been tried before the courts in the Netherlands and evidence has been used of Anchor phone hack stuff. Um, He has not been convicted of murder. He's been convicted of money laundering and and drug trafficking. Organized crime offenses. Yeah. But the investigation is still ongoing into whether or not he can be linked to a number of gangland murders that and Taghi is facing the charges for. And other ones, I believe. And that has been left open, that investigation on the basis that further information may come before the courts or further information may come to the investigators. So presumably that's what... Raphael Imperiale's evidence would be wanted for. Yeah, yeah. Because as such, the organized crime element and the money laundering element of El Rico is finished with. Yeah. You can't go back to the pot. No. That. So it's to get him on further, heavier charges, which would end up giving getting him a longer
1: sentence is really what that's yeah. about. And he, you see it in that report that he that commitment remains that he will give evidence. Yeah. So, I mean, he's obviously in, in, in custody in Italy, but it just shows does you it that mean
0: he won't go to the Netherlands to give evidence. Can he give it remotely?
1: Or I, I really Google? don't know, yes, but difficulty. it just shows you there is that commitment there, and that's working across Europe yeah. and across these borders that that he is his part of his deal basically with the Italian officials. I wanted
0: to talk to you about Raphael Imperiale, mm. but we're not going to do it now okay. because I've interviewed um a journalist in Italy called Floriana Bulfan, and she's written a book called Um Macro mafia, or anyway, sorry, Floriana. I will get the right <laughs> name of it because she very kindly sent me a copy of the book. It's in Italian. I don't have Italian. No. Um. She has done an interview with me. We just did it a Q and A. I yeah. gave her some questions so she could prepare with the language difficulties but what we'll do is we'll gather that I've asked her she's very interesting she's she's the kind of the, the absolute kind of authority on organised crime in Italy she's living under threat herself um, but she has delved in and has huge access to the story around Raphael Imperiale and what he's doing now I've spoken to her about Daniel Kinahan about the significance of the relationship with her and um, with him and Imperiale and the others and we'll maybe sit down, we'll go through her um, interview and then we'll discuss it and her book afterwards. We'll do that next week.
1: Sounds good.
0: uh, I just don't have it properly edited yet so
1: okay yeah, sounds
0: good we'll do that so right we'll come back to that next week okay another little dose of organized crime for the <laughs> listeners yeah
1: yes anything else you'd like to um no 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 fashion just, no attacks on my
0: fashion today no 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 we're just in matching black yeah which, is, which was a good kind of a, a vibe was it we're just it was a kind of a yeah gothic uh but and then you did say to me before we came on is my t-shirt okay <laughs> did you mean well, I meant respectable. I wasn't looking.
1: <laughs> for, I mean, it isn't respectable, it wasn't
0: uh, Yeah, have I? Of course, it? I wasn't. What? Are you lacking in confidence now? Because I've been. Well, I don't
1: know if I've, I've if I was always lacking in confidence, and you've just brought it to the fore. Could yeah. be. Could be. But certainly, you've not been good for myself. I'll you? have to
0: sort of. You've not I have not, to read up on how to positively. You know.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't reaffirm. You people's. will have to. You will have to read up on it because it doesn't come naturally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, right, well, look, we'll keep an eye on you next
1: week and Thanks see what you much. have on you. Yeah, some positive affirmations for me. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Nicola. Good weekend.
0: You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free SundayWorld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on,